think there was the expectations, you know, weren't as high as I think other teams in that playoff run. But for us, it was just like, why not us? Like we're in this too. It's anything can happen in this series. And I think that that two on O, which I still believe I should have shot if you ask me, but <laughs> man, man did make a bad pass to him. So luckily enough, he finished that. But when I stepped on the ice, I never backed down and I never stayed down. And I was vicious, and I was malicious, and I don't care. I'm alive. He's a freaking madman. Look at him going to town. That'll be a suspension. That'll be a fine. Alive, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive. Welcome into the Raw Knuckles podcast uh, with us today. Uh, I've been waiting for this one. Um, uh, he played hockey for a former teammate of mine who coached him at Wisconsin, Cole Caulfield, coming in with us today. Cole, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your schedule to come on with us. Um, you, you know, I want to – God, I've watched you, certainly, your time with the development team and World Juniors um, and uh, just the talent on that team and you being one of those guys. I go back when I think of you. I go back to the draft. Now you're you were projected to go around eight uh, in that draft, 2019 uh, entry draft, and I will never forget. Okay, uh, Philadelphia is picking at 14, Montreal at 15. Philadelphia, everybody thinks, oh, there's no way they're not going to pick Cole Caulfield, and they don't. And Mark Bergevin and the scouting staff almost fell off the fucking chair. Saying, oh my God, we got him. What was that like for you when you projected it, you know, to go around eight and then you're sitting there and you haven't gone yet? What was that feeling like for you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you obviously look forward to that day for a long time and the day comes and it's the longest day ever. So for me, there's a lot of just sitting around waiting and, you know, you never know when your name's going to get called or anything like that. But um, for sure, it was, it was worth the wait because, uh, you know, any team, you know, around there, behind there, I wasn't too, uh, you know, excited to go to, but I was just lucky enough to be picked in Montreal. Yeah, and I think they were luck- lucky enough to get you. There's no question about it. And, it, and looking at that draft, God, from the U.S. Um, development team, what were there, six guys, your teammates of yours at one time, from Hughes to Turcott to Zegras, uh, Boldy, Knight, York, like incredible. Uh, yeah, I think there was uh, eight first rounders. It's too. incredible. What was it like playing with that group? Like, was that like just an incredible, like your best year of hockey? <laughs> uh, for sure, it was the best two years. You know, practice wise, I think uh, that's where we all kind of got better. Than playing against all those guys in practice every day, it, it felt like you're coming to the rink every day to play a game, and that was kind of how we how we did everything. It's how things work there um, in the gym, off the ice, video, everything like that. You just feel like you got to prepare like it's a game every day and, you know, you really grow up there. And I think that's, uh, you know, why we had so much success. What's your true height? I had to ask, I'm a small guy and, uh, it says I'm five, nine, <laughs> but I'm more like five, eight. What's your, are you five, seven? Yeah. I'm five, seven and a half, but don't forget the half. <laughs> All right. I, I, I respect the man. half. <laughs> you think that's, you think that had a play with why you dropped a little bit in the draft? Would you say? Oh uh, yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, teams are kind of intimidated by that. Um, you know, I think uh, everybody's looking for something different and, you know, it wasn't up to me that day. So, yeah. um, and again, I'm happy where I landed. Uh, I couldn't be more excited to be a Canadian. All right, Cole. Um, I, I, we got to go back to Stephen's point. And I, I say that because, God, you, your dad played hockey and actually holds a record there, doesn't he, for scoring goals, your dad? <laughs> Yeah, he sure does. And, and your grand, your grandfather played hockey, Stevens Point. So you grew up in that hockey family. So first time you skate, you're two years old. They had you on skates at two years old. What was it like growing up in that environment? And at what point do you think that you, you set your sights on maybe playing for the Badgers and then set your sights on the NHL? Yeah, for me, it was, it was always just – going to the rink, being a kid and, and being happy and, happy and kind of falling in love with the game. Um, for me, it was kind of my brother who 
you know, he was out there and I always wanted to do what he was doing. So I think that's why I was out there at such an early age. And then um, for me, it was just all about, you know, making my yeah youth team. And then, um, you know, I was lucky enough when I was 12 and 13 to go play for Team Illinois. And, um, you know, my dad would drive me just to games. And I can't thank him enough for doing that. It was to Michigan, uh, Detroit, or it was to Chicago every weekend. So it was just nonstop. But um, just being around the rank every day, I think that uh, kind of made me fall in love with the game. And then um, for me, it was just all about playing college hockey. And that's kind of what you grow up as a kid is, is that's kind of your NHL. You go to the Cole Center and you kind of just see the, the building and you're just like, this is this is it. This is where I want to be. And um, for me, that was really exciting to be a Badger there. And um, I think once I got to the program, I felt like the, the NHL was kind of in sight and, and a goal that you know I wanted to reach. And you know, it all kind of comes together pretty fast, but you know, you got to live in the moment and uh, just say your goals that are more reasonable. You, your dad drove you to, you played in team Illinois. How long, I'm trying to put that all together. I'm from, I'm from Chicago. So I'm <laughs> thinking to myself, that was, where, where exactly are you, you driving from? Like, are you just outside Madison or where, where are you at in Wisconsin? No, it's yeah. It's like right in the middle. So it's like, it was a four hour drive to, to Illinois when we played there and then wow. eight to, uh, to Michigan. That was, I don't even know how, how I did it. I was getting out of school, which I was happy about there. I was lucky, but you know, for my dad to drive me, you know, every weekend, whether it was Chicago or, or Detroit, it was, uh, <laughs> wasn't fun for him, but you know, he, he helped me out a lot and he was my coach growing up and, and I was just, uh, you know, again, I can't thank him enough for doing that. So definitely worth it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> listen, the driving's one thing. Did your dad help you with, you know, listen, you're certainly a pure goal scorer. Did your dad help you? And and if he did, what are some of the things he taught you about shooting the puck? He was my coach all the way growing up till I was, you know, 12 and 13. And um, it was never really too into detail. Um, for me, he was always just about quick release and getting it all on and off your stick as quick as possible and trying to place the puck where you can in the right spot. Um, you know, we never really talked too much about getting into crazy detail about it, which is something that I've always looked back and wonder you know, what he could have said or something. We still talk about it to this day now, but um, for him, like it was all about doing these wrist curls, you know, every night before bed, he made me do that and things I hated during the time, but looking back on it, uh, you know, without those things, I don't think I'd be even close to where I am today, but um, again, yeah, I think it's just quick release on and off your stick is, you know, he would, he was a pure shooter in my opinion when I've seen his, his highlights, but um, it was a long time ago, but he's been a big help for me. He's always pushed me. Um, so I, again, like really thankful to have him in my life. Well, I got to tell you, um, having lived here for quite a few years in Montreal and you coming uh, here, uh, I was certainly happy for you. Um, it's a difficult place to play, but I go back to the world junior there and, you know, I want to talk a little bit about Tony and your time there and what he did for you, because this guy, I absolutely loved him the day I met him. He's a wonderful person. He's a terrific human being, but the world junior, uh, in 2021 winning the gold medal. Now I love that being an American, Tim's American and living in Montreal these people up here go absolute batshit if the U.S. wins anything, especially hockey. They go batshit crazy because their team doesn't win. So I couldn't have been more happy when that happened. But I, that team, that group of players, like when, I guess, when did you really start? Because there were some iffy games there. When did you really start to believe together as a group that you could win that gold medal? Um, you know, I think ever since we got together in that summer camp, summer showcase, and then obviously there was a lot going on, um, you know, with the bubble and stuff. But, you know, for us, it was just like the band was back together almost. Um, I know that the program, all you do is work for that U18 tournament. And, you know, we ended up coming sh up short and won a bronze medal there. So I think it was all about, you know, coming around and trying to find a way to get it done. And, um, just to have all those guys and do it with them made it even more special. But we're, we've always been a close group, um, love to compete. And I think that's kind of where we took off is um, getting back together in those practices. And then, 
once the games came, I think we all felt comfortable and we knew never really got too high or too low on ourselves, um, whether we win or lose a game. Uh, but uh, for us, it was just a sigh of relief to get it done, and you know, we couldn't be happier with the result. So, Wisconsin, uh, your time with the Badgers, your rookie year, you put up decent numbers, you end up winning the title, right, scoring title there. Um, and then there was some talk that you may leave uh, to come to Montreal. And did Coach Granado have something to do, and your dad have something to do with you saying, hey, wait a minute here, this may be a little too quick for you. Uh, let's stay another year in college anyway. Uh, how did that go? Yeah, I mean, I think after uh, our season you know, came to an end, I think I was just more you know, rattled about, about how that went. And I was like, I really didn't accomplish much here. Um, and I feel like at that time I was, I was mature enough to realize that, you know, if you're not going to dominate at this level, what are you going to do at the next one? It's only going to get harder. And so I sat down, I talked with my parents um, and told them how I felt about that. And then I had a conversation with Tony and um, he was agreeing with all the things I said. And, you know, he was like, you're going to be the guy, you're going to be the guy that's going to help this team win and, and push guys to be better. And I think the team we had my freshman year, you know, Keandre, um, Ty Emerson, Turcotte, Holloway, like we were all so young. And I think, you know, with all that talent, I was just like, how do you not win? And it was just because we were so young. And I think you got to learn, you know, the right way to do things and how to win hockey games. After talking with Tony, he was he just really put me in a comfortable position to, to you know, want to come back because, you know, we had some guys leave, obviously, and, you know, the team wasn't going to be strong, you know, roster-wise. But um, for me, it was just all about going back and, and helping these guys and kind of making a memorable year out of it and kind of getting some more wins and, and seeing how things went. But, um, again, I just wanted to dominate the level I was playing at, and I felt like my, my first year I really wasn't doing that. And... Um, you know, it's easy to just jump to the next level because, you know, the media's on you or everybody just expects you to play one year and leave. But, you know, for me, it was all about doing something, you know, productive at that level before kind of racing to the next. Yeah, I think you dominated. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm kidding. You won the Hobie Baker. <laughs> it was, year, it but... was worth it. It was, <laughs> it was worth it going back for sure. <laughs> How was, uh, what was Granado's coaching style like? Because I grew up with, uh, you know, Donnie and Tony, not grew up, but like as a youth player, like, you know, obviously they're a big family. I had Osiki in Green Bay. He was your assistant, right? Yep. Yeah. And so I know Oz, like, you know, when he, he was very defensive, what was Granado like? Is he more of an offensive style coach or what was his style? Yeah, for sure. It was, it was offensive. I think, um, you know, for me, he taught me kind of D zone first, get the pocket out of your zone and then you can go play offense. And um, for me, he kind of really slowed the game down and just made me think about, you know, all areas of the ice. And you know, my freshman year was kind of tough. You know, we, we lost a lot of games and, you know, it just didn't feel right. It was kind of new to me coming from the program team that was so successful. And I know I had some talks with him about being frustrated and stuff. And he kind of toned me down every time I'd come to him and he just, you know, kind of make me relax a little bit. And I think I, I learned a lot my first year to, kind of just take it within yourself to kind of grow, pull the rest of the group forward. And, you know, when things aren't going well, you can't, can't look down on yourself. You just got to come in the next day and, you know, try to grow yourself and, and push the team. And I think that's another reason why I wanted to come back so bad is to kind of become more of a leader and, um, you know, give, give the guys on the team, like a better start to the year, better end and, you know, make some memories with those guys. Cause it was, again, it was that COVID year. So we were spending every day together um, kind of only hanging out with ourselves so we kind of grew as a team and I think that's another thing that helped and Tony talks about always you know loving your group and loving your team and I think we we came a long way from the first year I was there and everybody kind of pulled the same rope and was going the same way and I think that's another reason why we had success but for coaching style I think um, you know he's just one thing at a time um, it's not really offense or defense he just wants us to to play the right way and um, you know, success will come from back checking, working hard, doing the right things. And um, I learned a lot from him and I still talk to him every day pretty much. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun being there and um, great two years. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, awesome teammate, uh, certainly. One of the guys I took care of when he first came, him and Leach came at the same time from the U.S. team. And 
um, just a couple of young lads when they come in and, um, uh, Tony, his maturity level, even at that age, I was like, a lot of people were like, just shocked how mature the kid was. You get a lot of kids that come in, they're like, they don't have a clue, but Tony was, um, certainly ahead and, uh, a wonderful guy. Um, it's awesome. You got to play hockey for him. And so you finished that second year. And, and now it's time to uh, turn pro. You sign your entry level, and then you um, come into Laval uh, first game, score two goals, get an assist. I, I I can't remember that my time back here, and I moved back here in '09. But the anticipation for a player coming to the Canadians like you now, you must have felt that in some sense. You know what it's like in this town now. What was that like coming here to Montreal? Did you feel some pressure? You know, the history, the, 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 all the Stanley Cups. And, and I'm sure you've heard that with that comes a lot of pressure. There's a lot of expectations. People right away thought this kid's winning the call the trophy. Did that bother you at all? Um, you know, I think when I first signed and I, I got there, <clears throat> kind of made it easier that COVID was going on, that there was – you know, not a lot of people around the rink, not a lot of people bothering you or, or talking. And um, for me, I think that made that transition that much more easier. And my real rookie year last year was, I could feel it, you know, like getting back here that first game, it was just like way different. And um, it's something I, I think I learned pretty fast. Um, it's obviously frustrating, but um, for me, it's just like take it one day at a time and, and be where your feet are. And I think that's that's something that, you know, things move always really fast. And if you can slow it down and just try and focus on where you're at and, and do the right thing that day, I think, you know, later on you'll find success and it'll become easier. So that first year um, here, you know, you played 10 games, you get called up 10 games, you have five points, then the playoffs happen. And you're against the Leafs and the Leafs are up 3-1. Oh, all too well do I remember this, and I'm sure you do. And this lit a fire with this team. That giveaway by Galchenyuk, you and Nick Suzuki, the future of this organization, take off. And uh, I think a lot of people were surprised you passed the puck to Nick Suzuki instead of burying it yourself. <laughs> but incredible. And it turned that whole series the other way. You win that game, and then we know what happened. You go to the Stanley Cup final. How like what a feeling that had to be for you here you are coming in and people are looking for these types of plays from you and 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 Nick Suzuki and you get it done in that game and everything turns on its head for this hockey team what'd that feel like being such a young guy coming into this situation and then having such an impact in that in that series for sure yeah I mean it was it was kind of crazy everything Again, it happened so fast, even playing Laval and then getting called up. It just, to me, it honestly just felt like another game. And I think for me, that helped out a lot. Um, but, you know, you, you get to hate the Leafs early on. And yeah. I think that's kind of another thing that I learned. And um, so that obviously felt good. Um, but for me, I remember, you know, I was out the first two games. And then I kind of got in and we lost two and we were down 3-1. But there was never really a, a quit in the group. I think there was the expectations, you know, weren't as high as I think other teams in that playoff run. But for us, it was just like, why not us? Like, we're in this too. It's anything can happen in this series. And I think that that two on zero, which I still believe I should have shot, if you ask me. But <laughs> man, man did make a bad pass to him. So luckily enough, he finished that. But um, I think that's when we kind of turned it around. We got to go back home, you know, down three two, won another game in OT, and then. In game seven, it was just, I don't know if we were just confident or what, but it just felt like just another game and there were no nerves around us. They and, had all the pressure, the job right? There. Game seven, they had all the pressure. Yeah. They're at home. They're supposed to win. They've lost in the first round the past, whatever, three three seasons in a row, just out. And that pressure, uh, and you guys, you certainly look like that when you win in that game. You look like man, this is just another game and ended up just dominating that team. It was incredible. Uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was crazy. There was no fans then, right? 
I think there was like 150 or 100 in game seven they let yeah. in. But, um, so when did your did your parents, did they get a chance to see you in person that like those games, uh, like that year? Or, no, or that had to be hard with on your dad and, and your family. Yeah, they they uh they didn't get to a game till till the conference finals um in Vegas. I think that was the first time and then they went to Vegas and Tampa and that was uh that was it. So it was nice to finally get them to a game. I think they were you know dying watching on TV <laughs> every day, every every game. So um yeah, it was nice to have them there. So Cole, uh, you go to the Stanley Cup final. We know what happens um after that and the season ends and you know, Shea Weber, great leader. He steps away from the game. Kerry's hurt. We know what happened there. And and you come into the next season, same coach, and things don't go so well for you, right? Um, you, you, you seem like you're struggling out there. You seem like you – honestly, you seem like you were lost, and you were trying to find your game, and it just – it was never coming. And – what was what was that like for you? Because, you know, pretty much everywhere you've gone, you've had that success. And this is like all of a sudden you, you've kind of hit a wall. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, well, here he is, the NHL now. You know, he slipped in the draft to 15. He's not the biggest guy. All the question marks start coming. What went on during that time? And then you end up getting sent to Laval again. And, and how difficult was that on you, like emotionally? Not a, not an easy thing after what you've been through. Yeah, pretty sure. Like, just to be honest, it was it was awful. It was, um, it was a tough start for pretty much everybody on the team. Um, I didn't like where my game was at. You start losing games, and then you start, you know, gripping your stick, getting frustrated. Um I think, you know, everybody in the room coming to the rink every day was just like, we need the next one. We need this. We need that. And um, I think the pressure just kind of got to us a lot after, you know, going to the final, you kind of expect to to kind of be pushing again and, and kind of coming around. And, you know, we had a decent team. I think uh, going in, I was really confident where we were at. And um, again, I still felt like I had to make the team and improve myself and, kind of put a lot of expectation on myself. And I think that uh, when things aren't going your way and you know, you're not even getting opportunities to, to get shots in the right areas and you're not putting yourself in good spots, kind of, kind of gets on you a lot, like a lot faster than you'd think. And then, you know, I kind of kept thinking like, Oh, am I going to get sent down? You know, what's happening? What's going on? And then, you know, it did, it was, it was obviously tough news for me. Um, but I think, you know, the people around me, kind of talked me through it and I just had to really really grow up then and just be like yeah this is this is where I am this is you know you know why it happened you weren't doing well um go down there work hard and get out of there as fast as you can is kind of the mindset I had and um and kind of never go back and I think that's you know where I really realized every day matters and um you, know, you can't take any day any day lightly where you're not even skating and you just going in for a workout. So for me, it was, it was tough times down there. Um, obviously you see the, the guys on the team in Montreal, um, you kind of get to talk to them, but not being around those guys kind of hurt me the most and, um, just makes you appreciate every day you have in the NHL. And, um, that's something for sure I'll take forward. Well, credit to you. Uh, you went down there and you, you, you didn't sulk, you got to work and, you know, you threw up five points, two goals, three assists, six games. And then, um, there's a coaching change. Now, Dominic Duchamp, um, you, you know, there's been a lot said, and you know this town, how it gets in the media, gets crazy, but people actually blamed him because the expectation here in the media, and now you know what it's like here, was Cole Caulfield's going to win the Calder Trophy, hands down. And then when things don't go good for you, a lot of people blamed him because you didn't win the Calder Trophy, which is unfair, no question about it. He even came out and said hearing that really sucked and it hurt him. And he's not a bad guy. But he certainly, and I know Dominic, but he certainly seemed like he lost the ear of all the players in the room. And things 
things just did not go well from there. They, and listen, there's a lot of outside influences, COVID, all that stuff. I get it. But a new regime comes in. Bergevin's gone. And and now they make a change. Um, I, I heard from talking to Nick and Chris Wyman, um, and they told me when Marty St. Louis came in that room and that first time he spoke, and you don't have to have to repeat what he said, but apparently it was like the most profound thing he's ever heard from a coach in his life. Obviously, I haven't been in the NHL long, had one coach, and, you know, Marty walks in, and I think all of a sudden it was just like a switch went off or something. Like, you know, things change around the rink. I think everybody was excited to be there, um, excited to go to work every day, and I think just – you know, that little change, I mean, wouldn't say it was, it was little, big. but it's big. it kind of, it was, it was, it was big change. Yeah. But I mean, for me and for everybody, I just think everybody kind of got to restart and, and reset and just, you know, we knew where we were at in the standings, you know, now it's just, how can we get better to go into next year? How, what can we learn? What can we do to become a, a team that, that knows our identity, that, that knows what we're going to do every night and how to play and, um, kind of just focus on us and, and not really about the teams that we were playing. How can we get better at those things and at our craft? So I think everybody kind of got a little extra jump out of that. And, you know, with, without the expectations of, cause I, I think at that point, the expectations are out the window. I think it, it, now we were just focusing on every day, trying to get ourselves better. And, you know, the games were just you know, added on practices. And I think, every game you go out and try to win, but if we can do things that we want to do rather than trying to change our game to play against other teams, I think that's when, you know, teams are going to have to start changing how they play against us. And I think that's kind of the way we wanted to look at it. And I think we were competitive every game. I don't think there was a game where you felt we were like we were out of and and all that. So there's a lot of energy at the rink every day, which is a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it's good to have a new face around the rink and a kind of a legend too, to say the least. Yeah, no, we had him on and I agree. I think, uh, and people, you know, and people don't realize like a coach matters. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not to blame the old coach, but when you get a guy that, you know, did he communicate with you right away and just, you know, kind of, you know, cause that's a big thing in, in my book of like just communication. I mean, was that, you know, individually like one-on-one with you, did he come in and communicate with you right away? Yeah. I mean, he talked to every guy individually, kind of, um, got to know us. I mean, it was such a, such a quick turnaround that, you know, he was trying to get to know us too. So it was, uh, it was kind of different around the rank, you know, like he, he wasn't the official head coach. So he was trying to kind of find his, like how he was going to do things. Obviously it was a big jump from the team he was coaching before, but you know, to have his mind and, and how his, his work ethic and how his brain works, I think it was just, it was good for everybody to kind of see that. And, you know, he kind of got our heads to go on the same way, you know, pretty early on. And I think just his energy and like, you know, for everything he's done in the hockey world, you know, he had our attention for that, but, you know, you're kind of wondering like, what's this guy as a coach, like, how's he going to act? But it's just, he's all about work and doing things the right way and kind of playing our own style. And I think that's uh it's fun. It's up, it's up tempo. It's, you know, the practices are fun. They're up and down the ice. They're just, they're quick, but they're hard. And, you know, if the work gets done the right way, you're on and off. And I think, you know, some of the older guys like that too, um, get your work in, get off and kind of made that more fun that way. We were playing small area games in practice and, uh, you know, it felt like I was back at the program again. So you kind of just having more fun on the ice and, I think that uh, you know, went a long way for our team. So, Cole, Marty comes in, and again, um, this kid wasn't drafted. We know what he did. He friggin' career he had is incredible. Uh, and I've heard him in interviews over the years. I've got to meet him, and he's just a, a, a wonderful guy. How about for you? How, how, did it, how did it work with you personally with him? Did it help you that, all right, he's not the biggest guy, Right, he's a small player in this league. He he's been through all that shit, and he's been through it at a time where this league was pretty violent, you know. 
compared, and not that it isn't today or not that it can be violent today, but the extent of it before was a lot crazier. And he survived all that and not only survived it, he, he, he excelled in that environment, which is not an easy thing to do. And it, did that help you, him being a smaller player and some of the things he, he worked with you or spoke with you about? Where, because your game took off. I mean, let's face it, it took off once he got yeah. behind the bench. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> for me, like growing up, I wore 26 because of the guy. And, you know, it was really weird seeing like he was our new coach. And I just all of a sudden like perked up and was like, no way, like this can't be real. Um, but I mean, just playing for the guy, you know, you want to do well just to impress him and stuff like that. And everybody did. And I think um, for me, just being able to have like those one-on-one -on -one meetings about last game or the games coming up, he just, the way he thinks is, you know, without the puck, because, you know, you don't, you don't play with the puck on your stick all that much. So where you can put yourself to be in a better position, how you can, you know, see the ice before things are coming. You got to predict what's going to happen based on what you see. Don't rush to get to anywhere. And just all these things that, you know, you've thought about, but never really put into action. Like this guy, this guy's brain works way faster than anybody's I've ever seen. And just always like, what's next? What's, what's going to happen next? What's your next play? How can you put yourself here? And all these things, like, it's just, it's so cool for me because I, I love learning these things and, you know, to have a guy like that kind of teach you the way and, you know, he's been there obviously before, but to have us like that similar stature, just kind of him giving me tips and, and tricks on how to, you know, find success in these little things that, you know, aren't really too big in, in uh, the score of the game, but, you know, the whole outcome of the 60 minutes, like it's, it's a pretty big deal. And, um, all those little things that he talks about is just, it's, it's fun to, to listen to and can learn a lot from because he's been there so much and it's really nice to have around the rink. It's so cool. Um, and, and Marty, I, let's just say, all right, I remember when I come in the league, right? I was really naive about a lot of things in pro hockey, the pro game. If, if like looking back, being in college and U.S. team and all that, thinking about playing pro hockey one day, what are some of the things maybe that shocked you coming into the NHL? Holy shit, really? Like, is there anything that you were, like, naive about or were like, shit, this is, this is the way they do it? Or... Yeah, well, it was uh, – <clears throat> it was obviously COVID when I got there, so things weren't per se normal. But just, like, flying everywhere. We did it in college, but, like, your own plane – there's food on the plane, guys are, I don't know, playing cards. You're just sitting there like, what's going on? You look to your left and it's Shea Weber and you look behind you, it's Carey Price. I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, <laughs> this guy, I'm like, how, how am I with these guys right now? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think I'm a, a likable guy, but I would just sit there and listen to him. I think uh, one of the first times we were in Toronto before the playoffs, I was just – I was going to go after dinner. I was just going to go up to my room and Shay goes, where are you going? You're not going to bed. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to bed. Like no shot. What are you, what are you talking about? So I go back down and I sit down and you know, the guys are just hanging out and sit at the table. And I, I don't think I said one word, but the amount of stories I heard that night was just like, it was so cool to just be around and um, just listen to those guys. And they were so welcoming, you know, right away for a young kid like me and, you know, they've always, they've all been there, but for me, it was just all about just listening. I didn't even want to say a word. It was just uh, <laughs> one of those nights where you kind of, you know, feel like you've made it in a way. And um, it was really cool to just be around those guys. And um, so obviously it's tough, you know, Shay's gone and whatever, but, um, you know, luckily I, I got to sit next to Carrie in the room. Um, so that was kind of the also cool thing. You're getting ready for a game and, you're just tying your skates and you're like, oh, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> He's just everywhere. So it's just like the way they handle themselves around the rink, you learn so much from. But just uh, seeing those guys every day, it just uh, really makes you appreciate where you are and you know makes you work that much harder. I had the same – the plane was what the – you know, I didn't play much in the NHL, but when I 
my first game, that was the biggest thing too, was the plane ride. I was just like, you pulled up, you drive up to the plane. There was like a buffet on there. Like 24 hours ago, I was like in the middle, you know, like in the, by the shitter on a bus, you know, driving 15 hours. And we, I remember the first plane ride we had, we, as we took off Brad May, he like folded like some, like, it was like a, like a, I don't know, some foiled kind of dish tray and he flattened it out and he just comes sliding down the aisle like he was like sliding down the aisle as this, this plane's taking off and uh what about uh no i mean and you're right it's kind of it was like that moment it was like what the fuck you know it's like i was the same thing like what am i doing here you know um what was it like so this year was kind of the first year you you know really experienced it you know as an opponent i thought the best place to play as an opponent was was the bell center and so like this year was the first time you have ever experienced you know, that electrifying crowd. Like, what was that like for you? Uh, <laughs> it's the best place to play a hockey game. I, like, you can't even describe it. You just have to go, like, for me to, like, even in the finals, like, it felt like there was 100%, but just 50 set whatever it was. And then you go into the first game, and it's like, do I, I feel like we're in the cup final, <laughs> and it's the Tuesday night. And I'm like, what? This isn't real, like, whatever. But, um it's it's unbelievable. I mean, the fans in the city, you know, they just love our team and they want us to do well. And, you know, they'll let you know if you're doing well and they'll let you know if you're doing bad. So that's just kind of how it is. And I think everybody knows that and um, it's never going to change. And I think that's that's why it's the best place to play a hockey game. And, you know, you, you go to all these other cities and, you know, no atmosphere feels the same because, you know, it might be quiet at times. I think it's just because everybody's watching. Um, you're not going to get that in every building and their excitement for, for, you know, hits, goals, whatever. It's like, it's like no other. And, um, you know, I still remember Carrie's first game back. You're going out for warmups and the place is just packed. And all you want to do is just watch Carrie in warmups and just see what he's doing. <laughs> I'm just trying to focus on the game, but I can't cause this guy's out here and, um, no, it's just cool. It's the best best place to play in the league, and um, I think uh, most guys will say that too. Yeah, you hear that often, right? And and it's funny. <clears throat> the old forum uh, was an incredible building. Though you know the original six teams and the original buildings were unbelievable. And I had the opportunity to play in that building, the forum. It was, and and when we left the forum and came to the Bell Center, I never played in the Bell Center, but the people the fans came to the bell center and that's the big thing. There was such an aura in the forum, but uh, it, it took a while, but boy, the people really uh, made that building electrifying. I haven't talked to anybody who doesn't like playing in this city. Now there are people who would never play here. And there were guys over the years who could have signed here, French guys from Quebec that said, no in way am I going to play there? Because they couldn't deal with the pressure. Uh, they didn't want to deal with that pressure. And I happen to think, if you're the real deal and you want to play hockey, that this city will bring bring the best out in you as a as a hockey player. And I, I I've already seen the 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 way the city has embraced you and the future that you look like you're going to have here is going to be a good one. And just to be able to play in this environment is is a treat and not only that but playing this environment now where man things are starting to turn around here and things look good you got nick suzuki right we saw what just happened in the draft how excited are you with this young group that's going to grow together and maybe one day bring that silver chalice back into this city where it belongs yeah, I, th I think it's it's really exciting to be a part of this, you know, kind of young core that we're building. Um, you can just see the excitement, not only in the fans, but I think with within our room. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we have, we've had guys leave that, you know, big parts of our team, but we've also had guys stick around and, and new guys come in that, you know, we can all learn from and um, can always, you know, fall back on those older guys. And I think, you know, the, the older group that we have here, you know, the Gallagher, Price, you know, everybody like that, like they're just guys that you want to learn from and guys you want to be like. And because they've been here so long, you just, you appreciate all, they, all that they've done. And, you know, you just want to, 
like I said, be like them, but it's just true. Like you want to be that guy someday, you know, loved by all the fans, you know, for their work ethic and for the, how they do the right things and stuff. And, um, but the young core that we have, like, I want to, you know, I want to win with these guys. It's the people you go to work every day with. And, you know, for me and Nick, it's like, we just want to win. And, you know, whenever that happens, you know, like you put in the work every day, um, it's just something that, that you just want to build off of and kind of lead the group in the right way and um, just make, you know, your teammates happy. And and for me, it's just, you know, pulling my end of the rope. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot of special talent that we have picked up and, and that we've already had in the room. And um, I think there's, there's not one bad teammate on our team too. So everybody kind of gets along whether you're older or younger, you, you feel like you, you're worth the same as, as everybody else. So I think that's kind of, you know, the, the vibe around the room is, is really positive and exciting right now. And, um, you know, that we're very optimistic about how next year is going to go and how we can learn a lot and, and grow as a team. Yeah. You know, I, I look at this team over the years and one of the areas they were lacking in was center ice and size. They were a small team, a few good sized guys. It seemed like this draft, they made a concentrated effort, not only to get bigger up the middle, bring another center iceman here in Kirby Dock, but um, <laughs> bringing in Slef- Slefkovsky. Like, this kid is a, like, a, he, this kid's a beast. Unit. It, it just yeah. seems like, <laughs> it, he's two he, of us. Is he not, yeah, is he not fit for this city, what you know, in, in your early going here? This kid looked like he is just going to, like you're gonna fit right in yeah i mean you know right off of day one it was just like you see this guy on this bike and you're like i've done that bike before but no sure as hell i didn't look like that (laughs) he gets off the bike and he's just laughing not even breathing hard i'm like what but for sure i mean great player you know you watch him in the world championships he was the mvp and you know playing in in the pro leagues there like you kind of learn a lot you grow and you know, I'm just excited to get the to meet the guy and, and you know, hopefully be his teammate and, and for a long time. So um, he's exciting to watch and he's a big boy. So, you know, hopefully he'll have a lot of success going forward. How's his English? Uh, I haven't talked to him in person yet. So, <laughs> um, you know, we'll, we'll teach him a few things for sure. <laughs> you sure will. Um, geez, I... How about um, this city? Now, you love the Bell Center, love playing in front of that crowd. How about coming in and, and, and being in French Quebec and kind of learning the ropes of this city? What, what are some of the things you just love about this city? Uh, I mean, the food, for one. I don't think I've been to a bad restaurant yet. I know everybody says that, but it's, it's unbelievable. Um, <clears throat> I think the layout of the city is great. Um, you got Mount Royal in the back, just looking over everything. And you got the big buildings, the river. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the bridge looks nice. It's not always nice to drive on. But, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's great. I love the city. Um, being able to shop downtown. You know, you basically have everything within 10 minutes that you'd ever need. So, um, yeah, I love it. I think I loved it from day one when I was driving up. But How about the fans? How about the fans when you interact, you're walking down the street because listen, I've dealt with it and understand it. And the people are great here, but how about you? How does that make you feel like, you know, you were on, you know, Wisconsin kid on, you know, hockey player on campus. Everybody knows you. Hey, how are you? But then you come here in a city like this. What is it like to walk around and interact with the, the people here for you? Yeah, it's it's really cool. I mean, I think they 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 all respect you and um, they all look up to you. So you know, the nice you know two minutes that you have, you can give to them and and really make their day. And I think that's something that uh, you want everybody obviously to like you. But you know, there's special moments you know that can happen at any time walking down the street. That's just really cool to see. And they're so passionate about the team, and um, it's just really cool to see. And I don't think you're getting that anywhere else. You know, where there's plenty of other sports teams that, you know, maybe people are looking for that guy on the football team or basketball team. You know, like it's it's really special what we have here. And, um, you know, it's it's honestly just crazy that this is uh, it's real. 
What's your status? You single? Girlfriend? What's what were you free? What's going on? <laughs> Not gonna put that out in the public, but um, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll keep that behind the mic. Being from Wisconsin, like you know, I went to Duluth, and and I mean, are you you like the outdoor stuff, fishing and hunting stuff? Did you grow up doing that? Um, not really fishing and hunting. Um, I played football and baseball growing up, so okay. I felt like I was always busy. But I love being outside. I love the lake aspect of things, being on the water, you know, surfing stuff like that. But um, for me, just doing anything outside, I love to do. You a golfer? Golfer in the summers, hundred percent. What's the index at? Handicap's at a ten right now, so we're kind of we're slow. We're slowly getting there, but we gotta (laughs) we gotta dial it back in. I think. Um, I know Zegris is coming into Michigan this weekend. You know, for a couple weeks, so we're gonna we're gonna have some matches. That's for sure. How um how about uh, Trevor Zegras? Like incredible! This kid got incredible hands. The shit he does, it's like I scratch my head. Like you you you've been around it, you've seen it firsthand. But to see the shit he does, like are you amazed by some of the stuff he does? Uh, I mean, I've I've seen it before. You know, when we were sixteen, and it's just like. I'm like, at that time, like, you're, you're never going to be able to do that in a game. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. And the next thing you know, the next thing you know, now it's just like natural to him. And I think the, he's just a really special gifted player. And, you know, he's worked on it for so long. It's just stuff that he's kind of just natural to now, which is crazy because, you know, some of the stuff he does is just like, either why are you trying that or just like, how are you doing that? And, you know, he's, he's fun to watch. I'll tell you that. I think, uh, was it uh, Allen or Monty in that for that one goal that he scored against us on, at, at the Bell Center? Too bad nobody was there to see that. that was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it on TV. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, that was just insane. But, you know, he's a special kid. Love him. Um, people have their thoughts about him, but great kid. Well, it's funny. Like, and I think the league has gotten to the point where they're accepting those things now. There was a time guys did that they'd want to hunt you down and i'm i'm kind of glad that's passed because to be able to see somebody do that in a game it's 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 fun i think it's great for the league so uh, they've come a long way in that area all right all right moving forward for the, this season coming into montreal and and you know going to have a the fan base going to be there the expectations are going to be there Big difference this season as far as where this team is going to end up when we look at what happened last year. Bottom of the heap. You know, you've been – here you go, the Stanley Cup final. Next year, the bottom of the heap. Your expectations for this team moving forward? Um, you know, like I said, optimistic. I think you know, everybody starts with zero points, and I think that's the best way you can look at it. You know, you're not chasing anybody. You're not ahead of anybody. Um I think the start of the season is going to be huge. I think, you know, the off-season training, everybody coming in ready, um, trying, not even trying to get a head start. I know everybody does it, but, you know, the more we can do to prepare as a team and as a group um, to be ready for that first game because, you know, I think mentally you got to think the season starts September 1, and, you know, that's kind of the way I'm kind of looking at it, and, you know, hopefully everybody else is. But <clears throat> there's a lot of things last year that we kind of introduced, and now it's all about kind of – executing that plan and kind of learning things as we go again. But, you know, the more we can kind of grow and figure out one thing and then we don't have to worry about it because it's second nature then we can focus on the next thing. And I think just doing things one step at a time, you know, go a long way, but just being you know, focused and ready to go and get your body in the right, in the right shape for, for 82 games is, is going to be the way we're going to look at it. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Where do you get that body ready? Where do you train in the off season? Uh, yeah, I mean, I train in, in Detroit. Well, it's Plymouth, uh, USA hockey arena. So we got a, got a really good group. Actually I work out with the three Hughes boys. Um, is Brian Engine Gallivan your trainer? Is, is Brian Gallivan? Sure is. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good you know, Yeah. He was my trainer for from a Chicago. Th- right? Yeah. 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 No, I, yeah. I know him really well. I know him really. I'm glad he, I'm happy for him and it's awesome um, that he's doing that. Anyways, keep, yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, so the Hughes boys, Andrew Kopp, Zach Rensky, um, Matt Berniers, who's on Seattle now, that's kind of our – and Alex Turcotte too. That's kind of our, our group that we got here That's that works out. And then um, same guy skate, and then it's uh, um, Kyle Connor. He's also out there, and it's, it's an incredible group. You know, you can't really find that, you know, in a summer – to all be together in the same place. And um, I think that's why I kind of want to be here is, is the group that you have around you every day is always working for that same thing. And um, that competitive level in the gym and on the ice is, is you know, you're not really going to get that, uh, that kind of group together and, and have the, the same energy level. Have, has the team uh, uh, introduced you to French lessons yet? Are you taking any French? Um, I know there's uh, a teacher that uh, we have access to. I actually, I took it in junior high yeah. for four years and I can, I can say a little bit, but I couldn't keep a conversation with you for more than like 30 seconds. Yeah, so poly vous. I'm going to tell you right you now. You offering lessons, Nux? <laughs> Nux, you offering French lessons or what? Well, listen, I, I know every swear, sacrilege, right? Mosi Tabarnak, the Colius, Saint Sibur, the Chris, the Colius. But, I'll give you a little piece of advice. Anytime you get an opportunity and sometime after game, when they name you a star, because you're going to be a star some night and they hand you the mic, say a couple words in French. You will, um, that's all they need. You don't have to be bilingual. All they need is, you know, you know, merci beaucoup to monde or whatever. Um, you know, I, I survived on, on one line, my whole, Korea, and it was uh, merci, uh, merci beaucoup the Canadian de Montreal. That was it, and they they freaking loved it. It's like, oh, he tries to speak French, and again, <laughs> that's all the people here. Uh, Let me use that. Let me use yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> Say that again. Uh, no, we'll, we'll put one. Let me together. write that down. We'll put yeah. one together for you. And um, perfect. Yeah, listen, it's been a pleasure having you here today. I'm so glad you took the time. Uh, out of your schedule to um, come on with us. Uh, and listen, you, you got quite a few years ahead of you here, and I wish you nothing but luck moving forward. And I hope for you and this organization that you get to lift that Stanley Cup above your head one day. Uh, I can't wait. So uh, wishing you nothing but the best moving forward. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Same that. here, Cole. I, I, yeah, it's awesome to meet you on here and obviously rooting for you and, it's it's fun watching you. So obviously I'm I'm rooting for you and wishing you luck too. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that.